to everyone who is watching me on the YouTube channel, as well to everyone who is listening us on other platforms. Uh, today, I want to present you another episode of One Minds and Inspirational Conversations, and this time is with the great Ozana, who is a former basketball uh, player athlete, uh, and she lives in Barcelona, and she is currently very passionate about creative body movement. One of these uh, types is the fighting monkey technique that she's uh, very into and she's also promoting it. Uh, she's going to speak about all of the aspects about this movement, will give us the tips about how to stay more uh, active, how to be more motivated. And she also going to share all her athlete experience, which is going to be amazing episode. So please stay with us and enjoy this episode. So hello, Azana. I'm so happy to have you here. Hello, Yogile. How are you? Um, for a while, I really wanted to speak with someone who is a professional athlete uh, to discuss the importance and benefits of regular sports in daily life and about the different methods and techniques. And one day I heard your story from our common friend, Anna. And I, I also saw your videos of movement and I was amazed and I was sure I really want to do a podcast with you. <laughs> so we are here to do that. And um, yes. tell us how you came to do what you do now and tell us your story, because I know that your story is really beautiful and colorful. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to, to share um so basically i was born in i was born in romania uh in the 90s the best period in my opinion to be born um so i grew up there in a in a small city called arad close to hungary um and uh, spent the the summers in the village with my with my grandparents you know playing football and climbing trees and all that um and then i embarked on uh, with sports uh, from a very um, early age, I started with gymnastics, um, then I went into swimming and also track and field. So my, my father was an athletics coach. So I spent a lot of time on the on the athletics um, field, like running laps and then telling him how many laps I, I did. Um, so I, I say I, I was involved with sports from a very young age, uh, also to my parents. Uh, my mother not, my mother didn't do any sports, she just... Uh, you know, uh, goes in the park and, and does stretching. Um, and then I started with basketball at the age of 12. So I, I fell in love with it the moment I, I uh, put my hands on, on a ball and not just with the sport, but also with the culture that surrounded it. So I kind of became uh, obsessed with uh, going to play in the, in the States where it was, um, it was like a dream for me because that's the, the highest it was the highest level in my opinion to play and also I wanted to pursue my education there so um, I practiced a lot and by age 16 I was also playing with I was already playing with the national team and also with the senior team in my uh, in my city so I was playing with with all the girls from a very young age but at the same time I always uh, played outside with with the boys three on three street ball um, I used to love to do that and um then I moved to to other cities to play. I got my first professional contract. Um, I played for a few teams in Romania, 
but I was very I was very focused on leaving to to the to America, you know. And uh, at age nineteen, with the help of uh, a very good friend of mine, Vanessa Giden, she was a American player in Romania. We met, and I just told her how how bad I want to play there, and she introduced me to some coaches in in Brooklyn, in New York. Wow. Um, I sent them over some tapes. I took my uh, my exams, or because you have to take this exam to study there. So I kind of figure out the whole process, um, and I left uh, at uh, nineteen to New York. Wow! Uh, so I spent I spent uh, four years there playing basketball, and also studying. I studied business uh, management. It was a degree that I just chose because I didn't know what else to choose. It was a, uh, you know, whatever. I just want to play basketball. Just put me on any degree. Uh, and also had a minor in sports management there. And it was an amazing experience for four years. Um, it's true that uh, it was a very, it was very difficult to play there. It was very uh, competitive. Um, you know, it was, it's the highest level of basketball. Exactly. So um, I learned a lot. That's true about, about myself and about, and about the game uh, and about life. I met people from all over the world, uh, but also about, by uh, year four, I was kind of burned out with the sport. Um, it, um, I put a lot of pressure on myself to perform and I didn't perform and then I, I was disappointed. And uh, eventually I, I decided that I need to move on and pursue other things. I also wanted to live life because when you're involved in any sport, it's just, you, you're in a very small bubble. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to do other things with my life, you know. Uh, so I stopped, I stopped playing when I graduated in 2014. Then I did some jobs in New York kind of left the sport but also was involved in, in fitness um was trying maybe to become a personal trainer I was kind of on that path but also working different jobs in, in restaurants and walking dogs and <laughs> all that uh, small jobs in New York um but I had to return home because my visa was expiring so and also my father was wasn't doing well he was he was quite sick and I had to decide if I if I stay in the states maybe I never see him again and I had to come back to Romania. So I went back to Romania in 2015 and spent the summer there. And then I moved to, to Barcelona uh, in 2015 because I, I chose uh, the city because of the language and the amazing opportunities it has to offer. And I love the city. Um, so I moved here. I tried again basketball um, because, you know, the community is very important. And yeah. it was my first option when I moved here. I was like, OK, what do I do? Let's join a basketball team and see where it goes. It didn't go far. I, it was uh, FC Barcelona I played for about uh, three months, um, but it, I didn't um, enjoy it very much for some reason. And I, I decided to, to stop again and, you know, find a job and other things to do. Um, then I um, found the movement practice in 2016 through my, um, my housemate, Anna, uh, who now owns the Bamboo Body facility in Barcelona. And she introduced me to the Ito Portal method. And it kind of like opened my world. I was fascinated with the skills that you can do with your body. And I said, wow, I want to do that, whatever it takes. Like, I'm disciplined. Just tell me what I need to do to do a handstand and this muscle up. And uh, <laughs> so, so she gave me like a program and she helped me out. Um, and from there on, I started became really curious about all these other things because during basketball, it was the sport and also like the strength and the Olympic lifting and all the squats and uh, you know the bench presses, but uh, it didn't go beyond that. And then uh, with the Ido Portal method, I learned uh, many more things that you can explore through your body. Um, 
I also started my, my job at the Johan Cruyff Institute, where uh, I am now. So for a few years, I was you know, doing my, my office job and also my uh, movement practice um, until I decided to go back to basketball. This was my third attempt. <laughs> and uh, I went to the UK. I went to the UK to play. I found a, an opportunity um, to have a scholarship for a master's degree at University of Essex. Uh, the master's was in sports psychology. So this time, mm -hmm. actually, something I, I wanted to study. Uh, it was uh, a focus on athletic retirement and career transition for elite athletes. I was trying to understand why a lot of athletes, after they, they stop playing, they go into this depression or like they have a hard time uh, figuring out their next steps in life. It was very uh, interesting topic for me. And then, so that was my last year of basketball uh, a few years ago. So I was like, that was like before COVID started. I don't even know which year was that over, but uh, yeah, I guess two years ago. Um, yeah, I, I came back to Barcelona after Essex. Um, I yeah, eventually put the sport behind and I came back more motivated to go more into movement. And I uh, embarked on uh, into portal online coaching. So I did uh, about eight months uh, doing that and also uh, practicing at Bamboo Body uh, Movement Facility in Barcelona. Um, so, yeah, for that, it gave me uh, definitely a purpose because I, you know, I stopped basketball. So I needed something else to focus on and to be passionate about. And um, I thought that it was it. And it was a big part of it. Um, but um, since this year, this year, I uh, found the, um, the Fighting Monkey practice. And um, I really fell in love with, with their method um, and their methodology education from the first retreat I did with them at the beginning of the year. Wow. So after <laughs> all of the experience, what, what you actually collected and you went through, what does the movement now mean to you? Uh, yeah, it, it kind of shifted over the years uh, a lot. And it's, it's amazing to see how much, how much things can change in that sense. Um, so right now, my, uh, my practice uh, is kind of consists, um, well, I'm involved in, in the Fighting Monkey since the beginning of this year, but also uh, I'm taking classes with Charlie Roth. He teaches um, movement in outdoors in, in Barcelona. He's an amazing teacher. I definitely recommend to everyone to try no. uh, with him. Uh, but for me personally, so I'm with the Fighting Monkey practice, um, they're the whole thing is about the quest for, for better communication and physical dexterity, uh, creativity in thinking um, and also in movement and basically solving life's challenges. All right. So they give you uh, really tools um, to, to find your own way and find your own um, method and find your own philosophy. Um, and also they um, also do a lot of research in, in the aging process and um, in communication and also finding the, the basic principles of uh, the human movement. Um, so with, uh, I've started after I did the first retreat with them in at the beginning of the year, then I mainly signed up for the, for the other workshop in Berlin and the intensive in Prague, which I just uh, came back from this, this past week. It was an amazing experience that I can even put into words. I'm still processing it. Um, and also I started the mentorship with the founders, one of the founders of Fighting Monkey, Josef Ruczek, and one of the teachers, Natalia Piaciuro. Uh, and in the mentorship, um, I have each month uh, different tasks. There's a theory 
uh, there's a there's a lecture each month of, of two hours uh, theoretical and then a one hour practical session so it feels like a definitely more than a master's degree and that uh, it's really like uh, very valuable education uh, for me so each month um, there's different tasks that I work with but they give me enough freedom to kind of find my own way uh, and discover uh, what I want to do in life and discover myself um, so for example I have uh, I like practically speaking there's the coordinations part which is organization of the the human body in motion and, and rhythm and also refinement of movement this kind of brings me back to basketball because um it's the organization of the swinging the arms and the legs um and having this harmony and the unity it's it brings me back on the basketball court where you really have need to have that if you want to be a good player and also if you see all the best players uh in today you see that they're like dancing on the court uh they don't look like uh, robots you need to to really flow and have everything organized uh, to be able to to perform. Um, and then there's the part of the improvisation, which I get different tasks every month and I get to uh, find my own way of moving and find different uh, ways of moving different uh, languages and see different, like these patterns that I have from the past or why do I move a certain way or why do wow. I avoid moving a certain way? Um, it's like a it's like a mirror. Wow. Um, and there, there's the, the play and creativity part, which I also really enjoy. There's object play. We have this uh, like ball attached to a string, which you can do like limitless things with um and it that's like the creative the creative process for me uh, and i think play is the vital essence of life and it's really important um and then for myself i also do a lot of uh, crawling uh getting on, on on all fours and working a lot with my spine uh, i really like that and just uh also dance a lot so <laughs> i know it was a lot of uh, information but my my practice is a uh, is uh, very diverse Wow, it's it also sounds that it takes a lot of time, no? And the training and the practice and the also self discovery. It's also it's amazing because as you as you mentioned, like you also analyze which movements you do more, which movements you don't do more. Is it's also self self analysis you're doing on 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 the same time. Super great, I love it. I love the idea. Yeah, there's a the observation and reflection part. The good thing you you brought that up. That's it's another big thing also in the mentorship. Uh, because I do have to um, observe different things and even like watching the videos of myself or, or seeing the things I write because we also do a lot, wow. get a lot of written assignments. Um, so it's another, it's another big part of the, the practice. It's not the, it's more at the, you know, cognitive level, but it's important. Of course, you were mentioning before a lot of like uh, Ido portal training as well. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the main uh trainings, practices, you're also teaching the people, right? Together with the fighting monkey. Well, Ido Portal, I did for, for a long time. And I think it's it was uh, like the basis to my introduction, introduction to movement. Mm. But when I was doing it, it gave, uh, it had a lot of structure in it. So a lot of uh, repetitive things that I had to do. Um, and I didn't so much enjoy it as I do the fighting monkey. Mm. So uh, I think it takes a long time to find what you want to teach and how you want to teach it. And uh, right now I'm still in that process, but it's obvious that I'm going more towards the, the fighting monkey practice okay. because it allows a lot more freedom and it works with all different uh, levels of people, all ages. Um, and um, I think I connect with it 
way more, even though I would always also use things from like fighting from Indo Portal because, uh, you know, the strength part, I, I still use like gymnastics rings mm -hmm. uh, in my in my training sometimes uh, or like handstands and, and all that. Like I still use things from from Indo Portal for sure. Can you, for example, just explain, explain me how the practice lesson, how does it go? Like what, it, how does it consist? How do you start? How does it evolve and how does it finish? Because I think I haven't seen yet before and I'm, I'm super curious how, yeah. how the class um, go. So I haven't taught so many classes yet. Uh, I'm still building that. Um, but what I like it to to contain is what like also my practice contains. Exactly. Right? Just, so that exactly. is your own practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to give uh, people um, a learning process about themselves. Um, I want to give them um, like different movement situations that they can learn um, how they interact with, with the world and, and with other people. So that would be like, for example, body-body uh, play, right? Like how uh, how are you able to to move with a, with another person? Uh, are you more aggressive? Are you more gentle? Um, yeah. So and also, do you listen to your partner? Do you ask questions? Do you ask new questions? Are you a good listener or are you really bad? Like, do you just do your own thing? And even though you work with a partner, uh, you do you adapt to your partner or you don't? You know. Uh, so cool. playing. This is this is part of the moving situations and playing, which uh, would definitely uh, a big part of my my practice. Um, and then also um, I enjoy the, the tasks, so improvisation tasks, because I think a lot of people think, oh, no, I can't dance or I can't move like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's just putting some, some restrictions in movement. And I don't tell you, like, just put this music and move. You know, I, I give you some, some tasks to do, either with the arms or with the legs. Um, and then through that, you find, you find that you can actually, you, you can actually move, you know, it's not, uh, it's not that difficult. Um, and also the coordinations, it releases, uh, so much and it brings you back into, into rhythm. And, um, yeah, I, I really like the, the coordinations part, but we, we would have to practice it so you can understand what I'm talking about. Sounds super interesting. And what training equipment do you use in, in these practices? Well, right now, just uh, my body. Um, I think it's it's enough. It's more than enough. But I also use, uh, for example, for the creativity part and exploration, uh, the practice ball. What they have in Fighting Monkey, so the ball attached to a string, uh, which you can uh, you can follow, you can avoid, you can play with it, you can invent games, um, you can do many things with um, with the, with the ball. This would be part of the object play. And then for strength, um, I used to do a lot of you know, squats in my, in my basketball and Olympic lifting and cleans. And I don't want to see in a squat rack anymore. <laughs> so like I pass by the gym and I close my eyes, but uh, I do use gymnastics rings for, for pulling strength. Uh, and I would say that's about it. Sometimes I use a basketball for like playing with it, but uh, not, not really to play basketball, just to play with an object let's like go back now more personally to you about your whole experience of the effect of the sports in your life how does the movement practice help in your relationships with other with other with other people and in other aspects of your life yeah 
I think um, it's it's making me more more patient. Um, it's making also listening um, a big a bigger part of my life. So I observe more how I interact with different people and also what patterns I take on in in relationship. So the same as with my body that has different patterns from from the past. The same I observe um, in my relationships. So I try to to make that uh, metaphor, um, but also directly in, I think, the diversity of, of being able to move with all these people. And in this intensive, for example, there were people from all over the world, from all different backgrounds, all ages. And moving with each of them, you know, as, as partner work makes it um, such a complex experience. Yeah. And I think it's very important, just like in other aspects of life, um, to just go into different environments, like, like to, to connect oh, with is. different people, to talk to different people. If you just stay in the same bubble, uh, you're not going to grow and you're not yeah. going to change and you're not going to learn about yourself. Um, and I think this is a big thing with uh, as movement has, has brought to me and the fighting entrepreneur. It's true, you know, this is what I also discovered when, when I started really, well, I'm practicing yoga since, since already more than 15 years. And I also realized that actually just because of that, that I'm practicing that it gave me so much, a lot of patience with dealing with the people, like no mm. matter where, either this is at work, either this is anywhere on the street and wherever, it just makes, gives me patience and qu quiet kind of the moment, like, okay, you can still handle it. It's okay, you know. And I, I like the fact that you mentioned working also in working out with, with different people from different backgrounds, from different cultures and different um, countries and so on. It's such a, such a good experience and also seeing also people in different ages and the way to communicate that actually doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter where you come from, we're all here for the same thing and this is amazing and you can share all of the same things. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, and I think I also had this in my, in my basketball life. I always, uh, <laughs> my teammates won't like me saying this, but I always like went away from the team and like tried to hang out with different people like in New York because I wanted to explore the world. You know, I was coming mm -hmm. from a small city in, in Romania and I didn't want to spend my time inside the dorm or inside the room with, with my team. I saw them every day at practice. <laughs> I was like, I don't <laughs> want to see you guys after practice. I will see you tomorrow at practice. Now I want to interact with other, other people and other groups. <laughs> <laughs> Who influenced you the most in your sports career? Oh, that's a difficult one. Um, <laughs> It's hard to name one person, of course, because uh, a lot of people influence us, influence us uh, over the years. And I guess it all starts with the parents in a positive or a negative way, but it all starts with the parents. And they definitely had a, an effect on how I pursued the sport or why I pursued the sport. Um, I didn't enjoy very much to, to be at home. So I was on the basketball court all the time when I was growing up. Um, and then also you think about, you know, how you try to fulfill the expectations of your, of your parents or did it really come from me? So asking myself all these questions. Uh, my father was an athlete himself. So, so definitely had that had an influence on me. And he definitely 
wanted me to do other sports, but he did was very supportive. I mean, he wanted me to do track and field like him, like him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, but uh, he did support me all throughout my life in in basketball um, until till the moment he passed. But it was yeah, it was very influential. I'm still trying to figure out in which way. But uh, and then of course all the coaches, uh, good coaches, bad coaches. We know that they're not all of them are gonna be good. Um, some of them had a had a bigger impact on me, and um, in a positive way. Um, and then some of them had a negative impact on me, but also it made me uh, who I am today. So I'm grateful to that, and also my teammates and the people that yeah, my teammates. Um, I think they were they were in a way they were very inspiring and uh, I don't know having to to play playing in Romania with um, with the national team I'm still friends with the girls that I played back then and then in New York with all these girls um, I learned something from from each of them so I guess I guess a lot of people influenced me in my sports career. And I have a question to you: What? Do, how do you think? What mistakes do people make when it comes to their bodies or starting fitness training program? Because nowadays there are so many different training programs, so many options to start. And also people, some people also starting without knowing, some people also going through so many damages and stuff. So I would like to know yeah. your opinion. Uh, I think the biggest mistake is doing what everyone else is doing <laughs> and following following the crowd um i think we need to pay more attention and to be more curious about our bodies i mean i think we when we when you try to find a, a master's degree for i don't know what you want to study uh, mba or psychology and you pay all these or you pay all these these type of therapies and but then what about your body? You know, it's a whole mm. universe in there and you need to to have an intelligent approach to, to it and how, how you train it. Um, and I think, yeah, the more curious you are, you will find your way because uh, there's one practice or the other that's going to attract you more. We can all like the same things, obviously. Yeah. Uh, maybe you like to move more softly uh, or maybe you like to, to feel more powerful uh, or you know do these like intense cardio uh, or whatever just just be curious and um, you know we are not uh, robots and uh, there's a whole universe inside of our body so treat it treat it as such exactly follow your feeling no and yeah. the body the most important how can creativity be developed in movement practice uh, time patience <laughs> <laughs> i think creativity and getting um you know into the creative process it takes time uh, i mean i've been in with the movement practice for like five years now six years and i'm just feel like i'm starting to be a bit creative with what i'm doing sorry but from what they see on the videos it doesn't look like you just started <laughs> creating <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah, trust me in some things uh, it's uh yeah yeah i think um playing is very important in the creative process so uh through different there's so many play modalities i think we don't give enough importance to play uh, that's that's it's like as important as life and death mm. and uh, health and medicine 
it's very important and there's a there's a lot of research in children and um how important play it is for children to develop as healthy adults and not enough uh, research how adults play mm. um and i think play starts like creative process starts through play um and exploring different things uh, being curious uh, talking to different people collaborating uh, so you're not gonna become creative if you sit at home and you know write things looking at the sky <laughs> i think uh, i think you need to explore different environments um different different ways of moving uh, different music different rhythms different groups uh, yeah just just be curious because there's tons of things out there that can um spark your interest yeah i think it's also because people normally use to if, when it comes to the uh, movement or to to sports and stuff they they like to have everything scheduled follow the this the the system follow the program do from this to this they're not very kind of willing or 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 wanting to improvise more or to actually as you say do through the play because it's kind of our society is now kind of more built at, everything you have to follow the thing you have to follow the format you know and this of course the play means being a bit out of the format yeah yeah for sure and even in sports i mean if the 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 greatest athletes out there they didn't become the the greatest because they followed the norm and they did everything else the same Mm. Uh, they were they were actually very creative people and uh, made their art mm. and they always thought beyond the norm how can i perform in this way or maybe like everyone is doing this let me do something else mm. see how it works out and i think it's the only way to grow and to innovate and if we don't grow in event we will die <laughs> so sorry that was a bit of, but it's true i mean we have to we have to find different ways i mean what kind of life it's boring if boys always do the same thing and i am exactly. one of them exactly I, mean, I did i did the same thing for for 15 years but i i it's true that i get i get bored with things quite quite quickly that's hence also the movement in, the, in different cities and different parts of the world um but it's it's uh, very essential for life this exactly and i mean we just mentioned this also the society and the people who likes to do the same how how is the best way to incorporate exercises into the daily life of the of the regular people yeah um i mean with the way like life is structured it's our society structures it's not so easy it's not like live in the uh in the woods and we, you know we can go explore every day <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> live in urban uh, architecture but um you can you know take the stairs uh, always when you go to to the office like take the stairs don't take the elevator uh try to to bike more um mm-hmm. i always bike around the city mm. and not the don't take those uh, scooters bikes those you know the electric scooters so stupid <laughs> this thing so stupid i hate Who invented so much. That? i don't know <laughs> Sometimes I imagine like a bunch of uh, like you know the people that are like to scooters. It's like monkeys on like to scooters. It's like true. what planet am I on right now? Yeah, and it's also dangerous. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. So bike, uh, take the stairs. Like put a, a bar in your house and like hang from it. Sometimes it's it's very important to hang uh, and let gravity work on your body and and play with uh, like your kids 
if you don't have kids, get kids because it's good to <laughs> they make you move more. <laughs> so yeah, there's some ways to do it. Ah, and also a, a big thing is that here in Barcelona and in Spain, there's this whole um, social interaction through sitting at the table and drinking beers. Uh, but I think uh, it, you can get more creative and uh, I'm, sports is very big in Barcelona. People go and play volleyball and they run together and they do all these things. But you can always be more creative about that. And uh, let's let's meet with our friends and do something else. And if we want to go out, like at least let's go dance, uh, you know, or go to a bar where there's there's music. Exactly. <laughs> so we can move our feet while we talk about <laughs> life's challenges. And you just mentioned about the kids. <laughs> Um, yeah. What are the most important things parents can do to raise healthy, exercise-loving and skilled kids? Well, uh, I always think that if you're not a parent, you cannot talk about <laughs> raising children. It's like a no-no because you cannot know anything until you become a parent. That's how I, learned, I learned that from my mother friends. Uh -huh. um, but I do spend time, a lot of time, uh, around children. and. Um, let them play, you know, let them, let them play a lot. Uh, definitely don't put them into a, into a football academy. <laughs> I'm whispering that because, uh, <laughs> you know, I shouldn't say that, but you know, it's, uh, yeah, they have to, they have to play at this age as, as much as they can outside. And they were, they will figure things out to play with. Like if they want to, to shoot a ball, they will stay and shoot the ball for hours. Yeah. If they don't like to shoot the ball, they will go and find uh, you know ants to play with and uh, <laughs> and make their own world. Like they're very creative children, and um, don't put restrictions on them because the more restrictions, and I've been put restrictions on, and uh, it hasn't been good for me that part. Uh, but like you know, when they say when your, the mother says like don't uh, uh, dirty your your shirt because yeah. <laughs> to wash it. <laughs> Especially in Romania, there's this big thing about the child, don't do this, don't do that, don't climb the tree. I don't know where this fear is coming from. Probably it's in themselves. Um, but don't put your fear of uh, the child might get hurt if he climbs the tree. If he gets hurt, he will fall. He, he, will, he will be fine. That's how we learn things, no? <laughs> in our exactly. life. He will get up and climb again. Exactly. And then it might give you a heart attack. <laughs> but, you know, the fear is yours. It's not like don't involve the child in your fear. What advice would you give to those who spend a lot of time sitting, like doing the office job? Because I think this is the, the biggest problem of, of our times. Yeah, it is, uh, fortunately. Um, well, standing desk, <laughs> you know, it's a thing. Ah, do you think, is this, though, is this better than the sitting desk? Because actually I have, I have met some people who are considering about changing their desk to the standing desk and they were thinking if that's better. Um, it's better, but uh, if you do something with a while, you understand. If you just stand, I don't think it makes it much better. But for example, I would like I I play music, uh, mm -hmm. and then I kind of like move my my feet and my toes. I I move my knees, my hips. Mm -hmm. I go from one side to the other. I move my spine. Ah. So if you're standing, like even when I'm sitting, like I can move my spine and my shoulders, um, and then take like movement snacks throughout the day. Uh, you can always get up for for five ten minutes and, and do some some slow, um, yeah, stretching or moving your spine, your head or your arms. Like swinging of the arms is also mm -hmm. very good. So try to do that. But movement snacks is very important. Um, and 
take break. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's very difficult when we are in this. Uh, we have to work eight hours a day, but uh, I do the same, and I take I take movement snacks. I call them. It's, it's a good advice. It's actually mostly for my boyfriend who's going to watch this episode. <laughs> I hope he's you going can to cut do this part. I hope he's going to do this breaks. <laughs> And we came now to the last part of the of our episode, and the time is running super fast. Um, and I have always the three last questions to the people who is um, who's joining my podcast because we all like to know about people's um, uh, morning routines and their um, the books they like to to read. So, what does your morning routine look like? Uh, yeah. Um, so. I do my I do my stillness practice in the morning every morning around you know ten around ten minutes stillness practice. Uh, this is like my meditation for me. It's a standing stillness. Uh huh. Uh, how long your, do you do? Just around ten minutes, not more. Okay. I, I'm still I'm still struggling with it. It's it's hard practice for me. Uh, I get very anxious of just not doing anything and mm-hmm. <laughs> in the silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's 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 really good. And it helps me a lot with my uh, with my posture and sensations in the body, and also images and, and thoughts and feelings. Uh, so I do it here on the terrace, um, the first first thing in the morning before before anything. And I do some slow um, things with the joints and uh, you know swinging of the arms um, for for like another 10-15 minutes, and then uh, I have my coffee, <laughs> and then I I read uh for at least uh 20 minutes um so i try to do that before uh, before i start any work on the computer um even my um my housemate i live with uh with an 11 year old and uh, he knows my morning routine he imitates it very well (laughs) 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 it's great and also here on the terrace i think a lot of uh, we have this like all these buildings here and people see me in the morning like standing like a statue (laughs) (laughs) something is off with that girl but uh, yeah this this is my routine Is there any important book that has helped you improve over the years? So many. Um, I love to read. Uh, sometimes I don't think I process. <laughs> I read so fast and I want to, to get all these books in. And uh, I, sometimes I think I should probably reread the ones I already have and start buying books. <laughs> um, but one big one that was for me that I read twice uh, is Alice Miller, The Drama of the Gifted Child. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is more related to uh, you know childhood development uh, things and understanding uh, why we shut down from such an age if if we had some some type of trauma as as children. Oh, really? Um, and then um, there's others like uh, Frank Forencich. He's a beautiful practice. is a very good, uh, nice one uh, on movement and exuberant. I mean, he wrote a few books. Um, and then, yeah, there are many. I read a lot of books on play because it's fascinating to me, um, and also childhood development. Um, yeah, if any of your of your readers, I mean, listeners are interested in that, I'd be happy to exchange book ideas for sure. And I also will put afterwards the 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 names of the all of the books you said in the in the description on the YouTube. And, and everywhere so nice. everyone who is interested can can have a look and and have a read 
And what are you currently most passionate about? Ah, life. Um, understanding, understanding myself better um, and also spreading the word on movement. Um, and yeah, I guess uh, I think I wish I could I could share it more and I'm trying to find ways to share it more um, because um, I want to connect with people who have this passion uh, because I think uh, alone is not uh, is not really as enjoyable. So I'm always trying to find people to to practice with and, and talk to to them about this. Um, like in Prague was amazing. It was like, you know, just the whole movement community coming there and it's it's so nice when we're all passionate about the same subject, mm. um, like new ideas arise and it's it's really a, a safe space. Um, so yeah, I guess um, I'm passionate about this, about the ex spreading the word, uh, community and um, understanding myself better through movement. Tell to to our listeners, where can they find you? How can they find you in case if they want to try practices with you? And please. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, in person, you can find me on this terrace in Echample. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a, a, and a very nice terrace. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I also practice in uh, Tura Park a lot. So if you see like something that looks like a, a lizard, a monkey, uh, whatever weird things going on, that's me. Um, also in Barcelona. Are you practicing daily? Are you practicing daily in the Tura Park? Uh, not daily in Tura Park. I try to change my my environment, but I'm quite I'm, I'm there quite often. Um, okay after yeah in the afternoons i'm there and also i like to go to the beach um near the w there's a big uh, like playground area there i call it and everyone does their thing and music and it's really nice um and also you can find me on instagram uh, so it's at rosana.marginian um my last name is not so easy to i will <laughs> i will add all of the details exactly as well with the, all of the links to you mm -hmm. Cool. So the same, the same on Facebook, and I am working on a on a website uh, because I will be starting to offer um, coaching sessions, like one on one coaching, and maybe in the future also uh, workshops. Uh, so that's my uh, you know future planning. Um, let's see how that goes. I also be, would be doing the training online in case for people the ones who doesn't live in in Barcelona. For the coaching, yes. Uh, it's going to be online coaching, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, and um, for workshops, they will be in person. Uh, but I'm thinking I might be doing also some uh, online courses um, that, you know, people can access from all over the world. Exactly. Because now nowadays, it looks like more and more also people like to, to, to just be at home and have the, yes. all the possibility to have all, all of the possible trainers from everywhere. I know, but it, in a way, it kind of goes against my values because I really like interaction, and I think touch is True. such a important thing for for healing, mm. and for all of us who have lost the sense of touch. Um, and in my classes, because of the the body body play, it, it's a big factor. So I'm trying to to figure that out how I can put some you know online courses that are maybe cover a, a different aspect. 
so let's see exactly and it's, i always always pre prefer like doing it in real because it's completely different feeling and it's also the yes. connection with the people especially if you work you say you work in a group or you work with the uh, people in a in a couple it's it's important to see to feel mm. you no know, the body language For sure. the body touch there's a hidden the hidden language also the hidden language. <laughs> i would say how many languages you speak i say romanian english spanish and body that's <laughs> <laughs> my my flirting technique but <laughs> <laughs> the good one <laughs> yeah oh zana the well, time, time just flew so fast i didn't even realize i have the feeling we just started and we already finished <laughs> yeah when you when you're passionate about something i think you can talk about it forever but we can have a coffee afterwards and continue <laughs> because you know normally i used to do like the podcast that being long that be long and of course this one was also too long because sometimes it was lasting uh, for two hours and i was really really into that Hello. but then sometimes i thought maybe the people who's watching is actually sleeping <laughs> And they already lost the idea what are we starting from, you know. Um, yeah. But nevertheless, thank you so much for, for joining me today. This was amazing. I just got so much information and I want to actually check myself and I want to try myself for sure with you in Barcelona to, to do the whole body movement practices. And um, I wish you so much luck in 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 your in your future projects in in everything you do because i think it's amazing and i mean this is what the most important now to teach the all of the people to move to experiment to enjoy themselves to love what they do to be free a bit go and go out in the nature and be in a park and enjoy the sounds and enjoy themselves and this is what you do yeah for sure um, yeah, well, then thank you so much for for having me. Uh, it's like my first uh, real podcast, I would say, about this uh, this topic. So yeah, thank you for for the trust, and uh, I hope to to move with you soon. And for everyone who is watching this podcast, thank you again for watching me. I am sure you enjoyed our conversation with Ozana, and it was uh, I had a short break after the last episode because I also was a bit on holidays but I came back with the new ideas I came back with the new projects and new things so don't worry I'll be back and there is more people coming up so thank you again for watching and we are going to see you soon bye bye